Welcome to the 56th edition of the Wolves Women Podcast. I'm your host, Nick, and tonight I'm joined by Tom. Hi, everyone. Um, just thought we'd have a quick catch-up, go through what the pre-season games have been so far, look a bit ahead at what's coming up, and then also sort of all the other news, views and bits and pieces that have been going on. Um, promise no uh, Spanish journalist questions in this podcast. Promise you that. We've had enough of that today on Twitter. Um Diving straight into the results. So we've played four pre-season friendlies, um, one of which was behind closed doors, but just running through them. Um, we'll take them one at a time. Um, went down to Swindon, first of all, won 6-0. We know Jade Cross got a goal and there were eight under-21s within that squad, we believe, or certainly a good handful of under-21s in that squad. Tom, obviously a tier for opposition, but winning 6-0, first game, out is always a positive sign, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, for first first game back as well after for the summer break. Um and to have so many I mean you said eight is eight hundred and twenty one players in there as well. Obviously we don't know how many was in the um lineup, but you know it's great to see that you know the young kids are getting a, a chance as well and, and to get six goals as well is brilliant for for, for the start of pre season. No, definitely. Um, that was followed up by a trip up the road from me to to Peterborough to Posh, um, which we ran out comfortable three 0 winners. I was there. Morph, Jade Cross, and Perks got a goal or got the goals, one apiece. Um, so just a few bits and pieces from that. We'll dive in in a second into the detail. But Beck Thomas was in goal um, with Shan obviously away on Northern Ireland duty. It was really good to see Kelly Darby in the match day squad, and she got twenty minutes. Um, so I think those are sort of two really important pieces there at the back of the pitch. Uh, Liv Ferguson played the whole of the second half. Don't know, obviously, we don't know whether she played at all in the, the Swindon game. Um, and what was really interesting was Josie Smith played the second half as well. Um, and talking to the Everton supporters group, they believe she might well have um, be staying with us, having left Everton. So that might well be a signing on, on the making. I mean, so let's just sort of run through some of those. Uh, Kelly Darby, Tom, back in the matchday squad. I think with um I mean sort of breaking a bit of news that's coming up, Naomi leaving. Kelly's obviously sort of the the, the immediate sort of person you expect to be coming into that centre back partnership, don't you? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Kelly was a, a big part of our team um when we won the league uh, a couple of seasons back. Um obviously last year they should pick up a lot a lot of injuries and you know it's kept track of the squad. So it's great to have her back. And obviously, you know, with us losing Naomi as well now. Um she's gonna be crucial, I think, um, next season going forward. If she if she can stay fit, I just hope that, you know, she can have a good pre season ahead of her and she can stay fit for the season because I think she'll be have playing a crucial role this season. No, hundred percent. And Tom, I mean, Posh are pushing for the, the, the Midlands title. So I think getting a 3-0 victory there, I mean, it was their first game in the seat pre-season, but getting, going to their place and getting a, a comfortable victory is important, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, you want to get your fitness levels up. You want to, you know, test yourselves. And I know, you know, it's a tier four opposition, but, you know, you've still got to go out and perform and, and to try and get your fitness levels up ready for the new season. And that's what the girls are doing. You know, we're, we're getting goals in the what, nine goals in, in two games to say we've only been back a few weeks after a summer break. It, it's, it's brilliant to see. Yeah, and one of the things that's quite interesting as well whilst there was, I mean, obviously Liv came on in the second half for for Destiny, but actually pushed uh, Beth Roberts up the pitch, up sort of into that sort of left wing role. 
um, instead of Beth Merrick for the second half. I thought that was really interesting. She was obviously, you know, we know, we know both Beths can fly with the ball, but, but you know, it was really good to see Beth Roberts being pushed that further forward and that giving others a chance. Um, there was quite a few trialists and um, in the squad as well that day. Um, so it was good. Um, next preseason game, which was behind closed doors, was a training match. Mat- I've heard the phrase matches as well around this. Um, I think different sort of different teams play different get or different halves. Um, was against Leafield. Um, I think that sort of the the message coming out that we're hearing coming out of Leafield um, because there's been nothing out of Wolves is that it was very much for them about getting minutes in their legs. Um, but we did run out run out run out ten two winners, which I think if we're winning, you know that says a lot about our uh, composure in front of goal as well. Um, I think that's positive. Uh, not what really we can say is the Tom about games that happen behind closed doors. It's a shame that fans can't be there for those, but I think if it was just there to increase fitness, it's it's doing its job. Yeah, that's what it's about, really, isn't it? You know, getting, as I say, getting fit for the season. But, you know what, it's great to see that we're scoring a lot of goals now because I think last season at times, I think we was creating the chances, but we just wasn't finding that finishing touch. And so far in pre-season, you know, we are finding that now. So hopefully that's going to go into the new season and, you know, we we can keep banging in the goals and taking our chances. Because as I said, you know, I think last season that was our downfall where we was creating many chances, but we just wasn't taking enough. Yeah, well, we wrap that up with the last one, which is at the weekend just gone. We ran out four nil victors there as well. So that's 23 goals conceded, uh, 23 goals scored, two goals conceded over four games. Um, that that's, says a lot about us going forward, I think, as you say, Tom. Um, I know we were, oh, the, the club, the team, were heavily complimented from the, the Cardiff set, set up, City set up. They were very impressed with the standards that we were performing. And remember, this is Cardiff City who will be entering into the Champions League next season, or this coming September. So that says... Yeah, we, we we should be in Europe, Tom. We should be travelling around Europe on a on a European adventure. Well, yeah, we love that, don't we? Um, you know, but yeah, it's great to, you know, when when you get a team like that, you know, who are in Europe, who, who are going to be, you know, playing some of the best teams in the world, being complimentary about us. I mean, it says everything about what Mac has done and and what what his coaching team have done at Wolves and what he's trying to build. And you know, it, it's just brilliant to see, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think that the one observation might be made that those are those four teams are also, I'll say, weaker teams. They're tier four or equivalent teams that we're playing, uh, and and we if we look forward to sort of the next three preseason games coming up, it's Blues behind closed doors on the thirtieth of July. It's Castle Way on the 9th of August. I think our reports are that it's going to be a strong Castle team that that we're going to be facing. You know, and Castle are going to be going for it next season or this coming season. And then Oxford at home on the 13th of August. Um, they're three big games, aren't they, Tom? Yeah, without a doubt. And it'll be interesting to know what kind of team that Birmingham put out. Because if I put the first team out, it will tell us a lot from where we are now and where we need to get to. Um, because obviously they're going to be going for the title in the Championship next season. They want to get back into the WSL. And then you've got Kausa as well, who... Have signed a lot of players, and I was a few ex Wolves there now as well. Um, they're going to be wanting to get into tier three. I mean, you know, that they should be winning that league. Um, if you look at the players that were signed, and then obviously Oxford as well. So it's three games which really show 
where we are and where we're going to go. So I would like to keep an eye on the burning one, definitely, just so that, see how far the gap is between us and men. Yeah, I mean, Birmingham did play, they played Oxford a couple of, well, played Oxford at the weekend and ran out 3-0 winners. So that's going to, will give us a good steer about where that is. And they and to be fair to Blues, they've published they published that. They've wrote a match report and everything else. Whereas a lot of what's being produced at the minute is well, it's nuclear secrets are kept more secure than some of the you know, they are kept less secure than some of the preseason fixtures and team sheets um are at the minute. Um I mean it took a little while before the Wolves released the fact that Amber, H and Destiny were our goal scorers, along with an own goal against Cardiff. I mean it's it does do, dumbfound me at times when games are public that people aren't releasing goal score the teams aren't releasing goal scorers and being open about it. But hey, there we go. Um, but yeah, you're right, Tom. I think those next three games could be a real good challenge, and especially as you say that Blues game to see where we're going to be. On another positive note, uh, under twenty ones played a preseason friendly at the weekend against Notts County, who are newly promoted to Tier Four. Um, there's been there been a request by both clubs, as I understand it, to not to publish too much details. Did manage to find out that it, they drew to all, so that's our reserve, our under twenty ones drawing against a, a tier four side. That's not, you know, that goes again, you know, sort of links back to what we we're saying about that first game against Swindon, Tom, isn't it? The youngsters are doing well for us. Yeah, it's it's been brilliant, ain't it, May, and you know. As I say, pre-season is all about building your fitness up and, you know, the under-21s are doing that as well. Uh, first game back and, you know, to play a tier four side and, and you know, to get a draw out of it, it's perfect for them and, you know, hopefully they'll continue to get results um, throughout this pre-season and hopefully, you know, throughout the season they'll, they'll be getting results to, to win the league. Definitely. Um Moving on to sort of some sadder news, departures. Um, we've already sort of alluded to it. Um, Nom, Naomi Badeau has left the club um, to join Newcastle United. I mean, yeah, it's been really clear that there's a chance for her to play professional football, uh, play professional football, which is a dream that she's obviously wished to have. And I can't stand in the way of that. I, I think, you know, you've, people have got to follow their dreams and that's what option comes up for them. Um, and I'm certain I wish all the best, Tom. I'm sure you wish all the best as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, obviously, you know you can't stop her dreams. You know it's her ambition. She's she's wanting it all her life. She didn't get the opportunity at Wolves. Um, sadly, I would love to see her. Um, get that opportunity to become a, a full time footballer and professional at Wolves, but just wasn't to be. And and the offer coming from Newcastle, and she has to accept it. You know, you can't you can't stand in the way and you can't stop it. So all the best for the season, but not against us. <laughs> no, definitely. There are two games in there, I mean, that if you're listening to this, you've got to suddenly find sort of sickness bug or something just so you're not around so we can carry on and win. Um, but in all seriousness, Tom, uh, you alluded it to that. I mean, if Wolves are losing some of their best, you know, some of the best young players that we've got there, in the likes of Naomi, is there a need for the club to step up if they want if we're wanting to compete if the man if the ownership of the club are wanting to compete and win this um division do we you know do, being really brutal do we is there a need for us to go full time there needs to be more investment definitely because it's getting hard now you can't you can't win this league right in the way we do there's always going to be a team there 
what is going to stop you. There's always going to be a team there who's going to invest, pump money into it, and overtake it. There's a, Newcastle have done it this season. They've gone fully pro. Stoke are, are investing now heavily in into their women's team. They've just pointed their full their first full time head coach in me as well. Mm. Um, you know Derby. I was saying they're there pushing for it. Forest are still going to be up there. Burnley are, are are pumping money into it as well. So there's five teams there, and if we don't invest, we're just gonna, in my opinion, we're just gonna fall backwards and. We need we need investment from the club. You know, there's only so much Maka and his coaching team, Jenna, can do working on the budget, what we've got. You know, it needs to come from the top. There needs to be money from Folsom. We need to invest in it. Because otherwise, as I say, you know, we're just going to be going backwards and not forwards. And, yeah, we, we definitely need some kind of investment, whether that is full-time or move, pushing further and operating, as I say before, give certain players contracts or give a management a full time contracts, etc. That's what you need to do. You can't you can't just keep operating the way we are. Not 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 in this day and age anyway. No, definitely. Um obviously with Naomi leaving that that does have an impact on sort of Wolves. Um assuming we don't go out and sign another centre back, Tom, I mean that leaves realistically um Kelly Darby, Emma Cross or KJ that in that centre back role. Um certainly the posh game, it was a mixture of Emma uh, and Kelly taking it mainly. I think if I remember rightly, KJ did slip back into that defence, but she was playing in midfield. Um, who, who's your sort of immediate sort of pick for that sort of centre back role? Would it be Kelly? Um, and then pull push Emma out onto that right back. If Kelly Darby stays fit, then for me it would be Kelly. Yeah. Um, but she's got to stay fit. Obviously, with her injuries to pick up. Um, so hopefully, you know, as I said before, hopefully she can come through pre-season, get her fitness up. And, and for me, you know, as I said a few years back, she was one of the best centre-backs in the league um, at that time. So if she can reclaim her form from men, then yeah, I think she'll be the, she'll be the first on the list. Yeah. That spot. Yeah. And then we just need to fill that right back. Or just need a dedicated right back for that slot as well then. But that's a, another conversation. Um, moving on to other departures, um, this time from the coaching side of things. After 10 years with Wolves women, Tom Warren is stepping away. Um, he's taking on a equally important and challenging role in his project Wolf slash Lioness, a.k.a. coaching his daughter. Um Obviously, we wish Tom and all the best after the ten years he's given to the club. Uh, I know he's, you know, he's listened to the pod and, and sort of appreciates the appreciates the work we did for promoting the reserve. So, um, all the best, Tom, for that. Um, his praises were sung by the likes of KJ, Grace Gregory, and Perks, among others. Um, Tom, it's a it's a shame to see Tom Warren go, isn't it? But it's he's he's had a long time at the club, and it's you know good for him to be able to spend time with his daughter and take her forward. Yeah, it is. Obviously, you know, he's, he's a very popular amongst the playing staff and in Wolves women. And it is sad to see him go because he's a fantastic coach. And he's, you know, for, for most of that players, what he's brought through, he's coached them for the whole career so far. Mm. Um, and he's brought some, like, like Daisy Wicket has come through and he's made them who they are today. And never getting out in, into first team football. So yeah, he's gonna be a big miss. Um he's done a fantastic job. He's done a remarkable job. I think that season where we now we went the reserves went unbeaten. 
um, throughout the season will never be forgotten with it. So, yeah, all the best to Tom and um, wish him well with his with coaching his daughter. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and you mentioned Daisy Wicket. There's another departure. Daisy has left the club. Um, she was a midfielder in Tom's reserves team. She is joining Kalsa permanently. Uh, Rear Ellsmore has also joined the club there. And in addition, they've got a couple of loan players joining. Kalsa have got a couple of Wolves players going out on loan there. Um, Hannah Sparks and Sky Owen. Uh, obviously, Sky was there last season. Um, Tom, Hannah and Sky going out there on loan, that's great first team experience for them, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. We spoke about it before, but you know, reserves football can only do so much for a player. And some of these needed to go out and, and, and gain first team experience, and that's what we're doing. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll come back stronger for it, just like KJ did. You know, it worked for KJ, and hopefully it works for these. And hopefully we can see some coming through to the first team very soon. Yeah, I mean, Sky played against uh, Posh, um, and you could see there was, there was that talent there. It was just a little bit raw around the edge. It just needed that. Either she was going to have to be regular sort of sub coming on, starting the County Cup game, starting some of the the you know the determining round type games in the League Cup, or go out on loan. And I think this is realistically this is going to get this is going to be her season to really sort of kick on because I think she's going to really benefit from playing first team football. Uh, and as I said, Carlson are going to be. Um, challenging the likes of Posh next season or this coming season for promotion. So um, I think it's going to be a really good experience for both of them. Um, the other just final one, it's more sort of a confirmation, something we already knew. Uh, Nina Wilson has loan has finished and she's now joined Hibs on a full-time contract. Didn't play many games for us, but obviously we wish her all the best. Um, Tom, we've had a question from uh, a listener, um, Mike Parker. Um, what do we think about all the outgoings? Um, obviously, you know, it's Nina leaving for join Hibs. He just asks, is this case for Wolves needing to consider becoming a full-time outfit, which we've already sort of touched on, or stick with what they've been doing, but, you know, what they have, have but then we lose players who have to give up to pursue a career. I mean, I think we're firmly of the view that we need, that the investment needs to keep coming, isn't it, Tom? And that, that therefore... Um, that's yeah where we lost the likes of Nom. That's where that's come from. But I think the rest of the, the sort of departures are natural sort of progression of those players. Yeah, I think the only one we've really lost due to financially is Naomi, isn't it? Mm. Um, obviously Ali Miller for me is a big loss. Um, but you know, obviously she's decided to take some time out of football. But I think that's somewhat what we need to replace is Ali. Um, for sure. But um, yeah, I just think that. We need investment and we spoke about it, you know, and not necessarily do we have to, you know, move every player on to full-time contracts. We're not asking for that, but what I would say we do need is to offer, like, say if you just offer Tammy or or, or some players move some on to professional deals and those who can't commit on a professional basis stay on what, what we're doing now because we know that not everybody especially the higher earners and the teachers and what we've got in, in the squad, they can't afford to give up their teaching salaries and pensions at the end of the day for, to drop down onto a wage what they would be on as a, a footballer. So, you know, operate on a semi-professional basis where you've got some professionals, but you've also got some people who are operating at an amateur level as well and, and blend them in. Just yeah, like I mean, United used to do. 
Yeah, I, I think you spot on there, Tom. Um, it's a couple of things there around that. It's worth bearing in mind that the sort of the average WSL salary is twenty six k, twenty seven k. So, therefore, if you're a teacher, especially with a good few years under your belt, you're going to be earning more than that. And with mortgages, etc., you can't sort of drop back down to that. Um, but also, championship wages are very low as well. So, a lot of people, even on sort of you know being really simplistic about this, stacking shelves at Tesco's will be earning more than what a women's footballer will be earning. Uh, I know in the Carney review, they noted that players in the championship were having to do two or three jobs to make ends meet because all they were being paid by their championship club was £4,000 for the year. Um, so I think it's we're not talking about huge mega bucks to, keep the, to bring these players across onto sort of full-time contracts for those who want to and can do and I think there's a as you say Tom there's a way we can look at it with you know Shan's another good example where we say well actually Shan you we're going to pay you to do three days a week training plus match and the rest of the, your working time you're then with the foundation doing your, your job there but actually we would like you to switch around and do more football stuff rather than foundation stuff so it's still an employee you're still doing some of it but keeping that balance um Moving on, we've had one arrival. Obviously, we did a very special podcast about it, about this arrival. But Liv Ferguson has joined us. She left Celtic at the end of the season, having sort of been a cup winner and qualifying for Champions League football. She is a Wolves fan, so um, she's she's you know sort of all the footage she's talked about coming home, which I think Tom, that's a really positive um, sort of sign, isn't it? That you got somebody who really wants to be here. Yeah, and it's an exciting signing as well, isn't it? From what from what we've heard about her, um, she's highly rated, and being a Wolves fan as well, she'll know about the club. She knows what it means to play for the badge as well. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to to, to actually seeing a, a a play, and and hopefully, you know, she'll be a key player and she'll she'll bang some goals in for us this season. But yeah, being a Wolves fan, it it does help, doesn't it? It really, especially when we face the Albion. Oh, no, <laughs> she'll definitely. Be up well, I, I do know talking to the because she's ex Cov United. I think um, she scored against the Albion when uh, um, Cov United faced them in the FA Cup, and I think she was uh, celebrating that quite uh, lively. So um, yeah, no, I think she's good. Obviously, being that ex Cov United, do you think um, secret agent Beth Merrick has struck, struck again and sort of persuaded her to, to cross the divide? Maybe, um, maybe Beth or Amber. Um, yeah. They was there as well, so and it's great to see because they'll, they'll know each other as well. Um, so you might see the link up better from even better. So obviously, because we know each other, it won't take time for it to really settle in and, and gel in with the three, would it? So yeah, it's great to um have them here, and hopefully, you know, them three up front will we'll be able to kick on this season and and really, really push and, and get, get as many goals as we can and hopefully win the league. I'm praying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Um, I mean, I suppose that then the next question is, will it be will it be four three three with with sort of Liv and um Amber and Beth across that front three, or will we look to do a sort of more of a four four two with sort of Beth and Liv being the wide players with uh, Destiny and Amber up front together as well? So we could have four very rapid, very potent players up up, up across that front line. Um, any particular thoughts or preferences? Tom, I mean, obviously, if we go for four two, four two, we lose a central midfielder with that as well, though. Yeah, I think, I think he'll swap things up throughout the season, and I think he'll do it for different games. But I think his main 
formation, I think he would he would stay with four three three. Um, and it gives you that extra protection in that midfield area, especially when you know you're playing the likes of Burnley, who are going to really run at you, and and possibly Newcastle now because look at the players that they've been bringing in, so they'll be expected to be. Well, I think for the big games, myself, I think it'll, it'll, it, but he will change it up for, for different oppositions. Yeah, I think that's that was my view as well. Is that he'll switch it around a bit, play play a bit to the opposition and play a bit depending on what the situation is in the game. But it does give us those options, doesn't it? And that's important when we get into these sort of into those tough games that part of the season. Talking yeah, about that, doubt. Yeah, it gives you a plan. It gives you a plan B, doesn't it? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? It's just great to 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 have different options when you can switch it up in a game. You know, you, you play that kind of formation where you know you can easily switch it up. It, it is better, and it 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 helps you really when you know the opposition don't know what you what what you're going to do. Or you know what I mean, so yeah, I think that that's that, that's great to have that option, isn't it? Well, exactly, and it works against Burnley as well, having that bit something a bit different as well. Um, yeah, it did. Yeah, talk about the fixtures next season. They've the the fixtures have been announced. Um, tough first two league games, um, both away. Derby to start and then Burnley away in the league. Um, we could have asked for slightly easier two, first two league games, couldn't we, Tom? Yeah, um, I was too hot. Probably two of the hardest teams to play against, isn't it? You know, Derby away, not a pushover. Then you got Burnley, who, you know, we had a very good result against them last, last year away, didn't we? I think it was the first time we beat them, yeah. wasn't it, since we come back into the league. So it, it's a tough, um, it's the hardest. I think one of the most hardest stars we got. Um, I think somebody must hate us at the league, to be honest. But you know, well, it's it, it's two certainly two seasons on the bounce where we've finished uh, or we've started away from home, and we're also finishing away from home again this season as we did last season. So it's two seasons on the bounce. We started and finished away from home, which I think. Personally, I think you should try to if you if you're starting away from home, you should finish up. Uh, you should finish at home or vice versa. Yeah, I think that's fair. So you get the end or the beginning at home. Um, but hey ho, as you say, probably not liked in the the league. Um, obviously, in the middle of that, it, it, between those two games, we've they've confirmed that the term we're playing Donny Rovers in the determined round at, um, of the Cup League Cup. That's at home. Um, obviously, last season we played quite a lot of the League Cup games at Compton. Um, it's currently listed as being at the New Books Head. That's our preference, isn't it, Tom? Being back at the New Books Head for all those games. Yeah, I think we need to play them at New Books Head. That's our home ground. You know, if it's available, we've got to play it there. I just don't want to, don't want to see us go to the training ground, to be fair. I think, you know, playing in front of, we spoke about it, we hate them nettings. I mean, we first it up, it's. It's not professional, is it? I mean, to to play games like that at, at Compton. So, you know, hopefully the new books head for for sure. We need to be played there. It helps make the new books head a bit more of a fortress, doesn't it? If we're playing all our all our games there. Yeah, it does. Um, obviously last year Macca, um, said obviously we moved him there. He might have been a downfall in a couple of results. Um, where you know we wasn't used to it. this year, we'll be used to it. But we need to play there regular and not keep swapping pitches and and going to Compton and and then swapping back to a new book. Said we need to play all all the games there, get used to a pitch. Yeah, no, our away form was much better than our league form. We only dropped two points away from away from home, and our, our, we dropped too many at home. It's um some painful yeah. memories there. Um, 
the other sort of obviously the big games are the we've got the Black Country Derby. They're actually on Sundays this year, Tom. That's that's really good, isn't it? We're only playing one midweek game or one set of midweek games this season. So having the Black Country Derby on Sunday is going to be excellent, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully they stay on Sundays because um, obviously with the changes of fixtures around in this league, you never know, dear. And I think. You know, you never really know whether they are going to stay on Sunday or not. But to play them on a Sunday is absolutely fantastic. And I kind of think I've looked at the home, the um, when we play them at home. I think that's FA Cup weekend, isn't it, for the men's or or international? Because so, yeah. there's no you know fixture put in place there. So if it is, and Wolves are away, hopefully, hopefully we could play West Brom at Molineux. You never know. But yeah, so the 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 it's away first of all, twenty second of October. Um, so that's that. And it's currently listed being at Redditch, which is a new ground for West Brom. Um, and then at home on the 24th of March. And yes, yeah, certainly I think it'd be good to get them down to uh, to the Molyneux, fill up the Molyneux. I know there's aspirations to get over 4,000 into the Molyneux for uh, a Wolves women game. Let's see if we can really pack it out. Stick them down, stick their fans down at the, sort of the bottom of the Steve Bull. Uh, and, and really fill it out the rest of the stadium and make it a really sort of loud atmosphere and really roar them on. Uh, I think that'd be good. Um, any other? Yeah, that, on that as well, it's a perfect game yeah. to play. If I, if I want to break the, rec- the um, record to put with the fans at Molyneux, then it's a perfect game to do so because Wolves West Brom is going to. Every fan is going to want to go in it. It's a black country derby, whether it's men or women's. You're going to get a bump crowd, and I can honestly say if we. Push that well, and we did get it at Molyneux. I reckon we could get ten thousand plus. Yeah, no, easily, definitely. Yeah, it's, well, it's up to the club to want to actually promote it and, and invest in it, isn't yeah. it? There you go. Um, few other bits and pieces of news, gossip, importance. Obviously, Sham was on Northern Ireland duty, as we sort of alluded to. Um, she played when they played Scotland, um, uh, but she didn't get a chance to play against the Czech uh, Czechia. Um, so what's now the, what's the Czech Republic um, so that's really pleased for her so congratulations Shannon on that on another Northern Ireland cap um, in other news Forest have moved to a hybrid model so another club that's increasing their investment um, have seen there been some backlash on that for some of the players haven't been able to sign up to the terms because the, the pay hasn't been um, good as we've sort of alluded to um, I think Tom realistically it's just more pressure on Wolves to actually step up, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. You know we need to be doing better for a club our size. You know a Premiership club who is stable, been in the Premier League for years. We need to be pumping investment, and if Forest can do it, if Burnley can do it, even if Stoke can do it, you know their their, their men's team are languishing what bottom half Championship, and they're pushing money into it now. So there's no excuses from us. We have to. But someone at the top of, has got to listen mm-hmm. and pump money into it because if they, as I say, if their if their ambition for this season is to get to the championship, then it's going to be tough, isn't it? When you've got probably spending money like crazy, Newcastle have pumped millions into it, ain't they? I mean, what they're doing, Stoke are pumping money into it, and then all of a sudden you think, how far are we going to fall back? So we need to put the money into it. If the ambition is to get to the championship, then you have to back Maka and you have to back Jenna and you have to back Jenny and you have to give him some money to, to pump into it because otherwise 
we're only going to head one way. And as I said, there's always going to be one team there who are going to be pumping in, pumping in the investment, and there's always going to be someone to stop us. Yeah. My one concern, Tom, is I'd, I, I, I don't know whether the management have got the same ambition as the fans. I, I think that's my one big concern. But on the back of that, we have got the opportunity to ask the, the board or ask staff the, this question. So there's a, a fan focus session on the 7th of August. Um, we're both going to be there, aren't we, Tom? Um, and I think it's important, you know, if there's fan, if question, fans have got questions, stick them on, to, you know, drop us a message. We'll ask them. Um, we've got questions we want to ask of the Wolves bosses, haven't we, Tom? Yeah, as I say, you know, we've got our own questions, but it's great to get. You know, it's great that they're actually doing this for a start, you know, because they don't have to do it. Um, but it's great that they are going to try and listen to what the fans have got to say on, on, on the way things are going. So, 100%, you know, if you've got any questions what you want to ask, go ahead and just let us know and we'll, we'll try and uh, and put it forward on the night. But it's just great that they are doing that. But, yeah, it does need someone to, to, to listen, doesn't it? Definitely. Um. Oh, and so yeah, so we'll see how that goes. We'll feedback, obviously. Um, not sure yet on what the rules are going to be about sort of um, what can and can't be said in in and outside the room. So obviously, once we understand that, we'll see what we can do about sharing the information from that. Um, but yeah, um, please do feel send us any questions that you think need to be asked. Um, other bits and pieces. We're champions, Chris. Uh, Tom, we're champions of Chris's. Uh, summer tournament aren't we Wolves women won the summer knockout tournament yeah it's brilliant isn't it and um, you know come up against um, Chesham as well who who we played last season who actually beat us and then we go into this year and we actually thrashed them so yeah. we push for it and, and we've got it ain't we it's brilliant so, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and so thanks to Chris Gadsby for running the tournament again this summer. It's a bit good bit of fun just to uh, fill the, the, the few weeks between sort of the end of the season, the beginning of the next one. Um, talk about next season. Chris is going to try and keep us entertained as well. He is having a predictor league and fantasy football. So we'll drop the, the link in the web, of the website for that all into the show notes. But I would uh, encourage you just to have a, a little quick play on that as well and see how you do. Join the league, join the predictor leagues. I'm certainly in it. And uh, yeah, fancy football. I've already started to pick my, uh, got my mind going about what team I, I want in there. So yeah, all good fun. Well, Tom, that's a quick whiz through of everything that's been going on at the minute in the uh, Round Wolves women. Um, anything I've missed that you want to just raise? No, I think we've we've covered everything, haven't we? Yeah, and as I said, no, no, no dodgy Spanish journalist questions in this one either. <laughs> so, um, thank you, Tom, for joining tonight. No problem. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please do follow us on social media um, and give us a five star review um, and up the mighty wolves. <laughs>